home of organic conversations. Um, this is where you get to hear from various thought leaders across the organic movement. Today, I am super, super excited to be joined by Mr. Saeed Adams, who is um, the chairman of Association of uh, Organic Agriculture Practices of Nigeria, uh, the Lagos chapter. is also the co-founder of Awaker Concept, uh, an organization that is uh, working to help adopt sustainable agriculture practices. So, Mr. Saeed, thank you very much for joining me in the podcast and it's a pleasure to have you on. All right. Thank you very much again, guy, for having me. It's a pleasure being here as well. Nice, nice. So I, I usually like to, you know, give an audience um, a little bit of perspective on, um, you know, how uh, a person is in the podcast, how they got themselves into organic farming in the first place. So can you help us um, give us a little bit of concept, really, what was going through that you found yourself to start being involved in organic agriculture? All right. Uh, thank you very much, organic guy. Um, well, yeah, I, I I started the journey. I would say when I was much younger, uh, back yeah. in in the secondary in secondary school, yeah. I went to a very popular secondary school in in Lagos, Ibobi College. Uh, so while there, we were exposed to agriculture, and yeah. um, I came into it, and um, at least for the first uh, for the, in junior 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 secondary school, I yeah. was one of the best students in agriculture. Mm. And um, so um, it was more of my second nature, so to say, to actually do um, agriculture. But along the line, you know, other interests came in. And um, I was also very passionate about um, uh, mathematics uh, because for me, I I loved solving problems. So it was naturally, it was natural for me, again, to um, move into the space of... um, uh, how would I call it? ICT then. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. I went to secondary school, uh, then moved on to the university where I studied mathematics and eventually uh, computer science. Uh, so uh, for the past, um, for the first 12 to 13 years of my career, I was focused on ICT. Yeah. Um, and along the line, um, I thought it was necessary for me to now pursue my my other passion, which was uh, agriculture. So mm. I started up the journey again, the second phase, I will call it, by actually equipping myself with the knowledge. Uh, because having worked in a corporate environment, I knew it was necessary to fill in skill gaps before yeah. you carry on task. So with that build... I, I now went to um, a remote area of uh, Oyo State called yeah. uh, Shaki. Uh, that's uh, up up north Oyo, mm. Shaki. I spent close to about um, a month and a half uh, there learning the intricacies, you know, what it took to plant, all the challenges that were inherent. Yeah. And then um, I was fortunate to see the different stages of growth of the crops while I was on this particular farm. Mm. I came back home after that time. Now I decided to look around me, what I had as resource, because one of the things I learned there was, you know, making use of resources that are within your immediate environment, first of all. Yeah. Yeah. So I had to sit down, look at what I had within my environment, Mm. uh, the resources, the people, the land, and then... um, 
I ventured into the practice. Of course, I never stopped learning. I yeah. still continued learning uh, in the process. Yeah. And um, again, because of my second nature, um, which was actually you know solving problem, I, I discovered that there were a lot of challenges um, in organic farming in Nigeria. Yeah, I, I use the word in Nigeria because um, we 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 did not at the time had a an ecosystem that was supportive mm. of organic agriculture. So um, I now made it a point to try to support the best way I can um, to be able to develop that um, ecosystem in yeah. such a way that um, it will benefit the smallholder farmers, uh, the consumers, and um, also those in between the value chain as well. So um, I've been farming now for, let's say, about six years since mm -hmm. I left my first passion, um, <laughs> uh, ICT. But yeah. I wouldn't say leave, but, um, you know, I kind of integrated agriculture into it. Yeah. yeah. So um, I've been farming for almost um, continuously now for almost uh, six years. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Nice. Mm -hmm. We're interested in uh, crop crop production for now. Mm. Yeah. I, I so that's, saw... that's kind of like a journey so far. Yeah, it's it's definitely an interesting journey. And I saw um, on uh, your company there, a Waco concept that you started. Yes. It has a very um, interesting meaning. Maybe you can explain to us what uh, a Waco actually means in, in the local okay. language. All right, great. Um, a Waco actually generally means um, vegetation, lush vegetation. Mm. It could also mean vegetables as well. But um, generally, in the, which the, the reason I came lush vegetation yeah like which which local language is this is yoruba yes uh, yoruba yeah okay, okay. yoruba yoruba mm -hmm. yes so that's the south southwestern part of uh, nigeria where i come from yeah so um iweko also means um, green mm -hmm. or greens which is associated with um sustainability yeah so um the name iweko concept literally translates to green ideas mm. or green green concept yes that's that's just what it means yeah so activities around ensuring sustainability is um uh, the core of uh, the organization of course which also includes um, uh, farming as well yeah yeah of course uh, the other part of um uh, the work that you're involved in you are the chairman of uh the Lagos chapter of um, Association of Organic Agriculture Practitioners of Nigeria. So yes. maybe you can give us an overview of you guys, as in some of the activities that you guys are involved in. All right, fantastic. Yeah. Um, you know, you recollect I mentioned, um, you know, having a, a, an ecosystem. Mm. Um, what the association does is try to facilitate, um, you know, we engage in different activities that sustain the growth yeah. of the ecosystem. When I talk about the ecosystem, I talk about the the value chain, the different value chains, first of yeah. all, and then the actors that are playing in these value chains. We have uh, research institutions, mm. uh, we have farmers, we have input providers, yeah. we have service providers. Um, we also try to also imbibe um, or involve the government mm. in as part of the association as well because we believe 
with the interest in organic agriculture, you have to have all these players together working harmoniously yeah. as, you know, organic itself. That's, that's the tenet of organic itself. You have to uh, collaborate, yeah. you know, have um, a, a bio, biodiverse system that, mm-hmm. you know, works together. Yeah. So um, part of our activities, uh, or essentially our activities are, are divided into about um, six thematic areas. Uh, mm-hmm. We have the capacity building, we have the marketing, yeah. we have the research, we also have the certification as well. Yeah. And then uh, we have the uh, production and processing thematic areas. So mm-hmm. it is within these different thematic areas that we now broaden the scope of our activities. Like for instance, now in the area of uh, certification, uh, yeah. that's where we have committees that have been formed to handle things like um, PGS certification, yeah. um, farm audits, um, creating a framework uh, that is both national mm-hmm. and uh, also uh, grassroots as well. Yeah. So the association is saddled with this uh, responsibility. Mm-hmm. Uh, the association generally as well also liaises with uh, international organizations, um, you know, seeking support, working on projects that will ensure that the ecosystem within Nigeria for organic agriculture is um, built. Mm. Uh, for, of course, you know, for all of these things to work properly, you have to break it down into components. Yeah. Um, there's the national body, and then there are also the state chapter uh, levels as well. At the state chapter, you have the state chapter involving or being involved directly with the actors within those states. Mm. So, for instance, now in Lagos, uh, we have farmers that are that are spread across the different um, local government areas. Yeah. We also have um, um, consumers, wholesale retailer, wholesale wholesalers, and also retailers that are also spread in these different um, locations as well. So. The responsibility of the state chapter is to ensure that um, at that level, there is a lot of uh, collaboration in terms of uh, production, in terms of marketing, in terms of also um, quality assurance systems as well. Mm. Working with the framework that has been set at the national level. So you have this cascade, Mm. you know, at at the local government level, you move to the state, uh, at the community level, you move into the local government level. From the local government level, you move into the state level. From the state level, you move into the regional or um, national national level. So that's how um, the the administration, so to say, has been has been broken down for 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 ease of communication and implementation of activities. So for the things that we are currently doing now, um, we are working on uh, putting together what we call a PGS group. Mm. based on the location of the farms primarily and then um, trying to bring on board the different actors within the group uh, for this particular areas. So for instance now um, in a location called Ekwe, that's a south um, southeastern part of uh, Lagos uh, we have farmers 
that grow vegetables. We also have those that do livestock. So those form a group. Yeah. We are now integrating consumers or retailers into the system as well. Because, of course, you know, but the PGS system is not just about the farmers. Mm. It is also about the consumers as well. So trying to build a, a group um, as pilot uh, to see how we can actually work together to build a PGS framework that is peculiar to that community. Yeah, You would agree with me, PGS systems in one locality can be different from PGS system within another locality because of the peculiarity of their areas as well. Yeah. And even even culture. That's as yeah. Well. Yeah, that's very true. I mean, I like the fact that you guys have um gone a step further and sort of decentralized um some of the activities that you're doing. And that's actually the philosophy behind organic. So for example, if you look an organic farmer from Africa, let's say from Kenya, and an organic yeah. farmer in North America in the United States both do practice similar principles as let's say crop rotation but how they practice those crop rotations is very different um but the underlying principle is the same right and the fact that you guys have also decentralized your your powers i mean given uh, different states uh they can be able to do their thing similar concepts similar principles but be able to do their um, their own thing given the fact that taking into consideration uh, the ecological factors and all the resources that are available, that is, exactly. I, I think for me, that's very, very efficient on how you guys are able to, yeah. to do that and also gives more power to the farmers to see actually what we are implementing is actually working, right? And yes, that is, that's, that's in the end what you want to see. You mentioned mm-hmm. um, a little bit earlier about working with stakeholders, you're talking about farmers, policymakers, um, and all these kind of people. Are there some of the things you've seen as a result of working with them, such as, you know, some specialty shops maybe popping up or more farmers uh, wanting to be involved in organic, sustainable farming systems, such a kind of things. Have you have you been able to witness such a kind of movements, uh, positive impacts rather, since working with these different kind of stakeholders? Uh, as a matter of fact, yes, uh, we have. Mm-hmm. We have. And... Um, it's it's quite interesting when you now begin to work with people that uh, before now you know are working in silos, and yeah. when they come together, they now see the opportunities that exist. Mm. Um, like for instance, now um, we have um, an organic input provider yeah. within Equiaxis, um, who is also part of the association. Yeah. So with being part of the association and working in connection with him, he already has an established market um, mm. within the group uh, of organic farmers. So for him, that is business, yeah. um, business in a good way. Um, and then again, we have um, consumers also within, within this, uh, within this uh, association. We're able to get information on what they want. Mm the kind of um, produce that they would like. Chicken, um, vegetables, yeah. their, 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 their choice, what they would like. So we're able to do that uh, working with the stakeholders. In terms of uh, government, mm-hmm. and as you know, it's, 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 it's always difficult. Yeah. Uh, but um, within, within Lagos State Government, uh, we have... Um, extension extension agents mm. that are part of the association so they carry on the message 
on yeah. organic agriculture uh, to their to their superiors. And from time to time, we've been having conversation around how to improve uh, access because yeah. that's also a big challenge. Mm. How to improve access to the organic food and also create um, a system where we can also have organic input readily available. So we are constantly engaging those stakeholders as best as we can. But I will not lie to you, it has mm. not been very easy. But yeah. um, um, it's it's a journey that I know will, will lead into something very, very positive for the state as well. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's never easy. Um, yeah, I can... You know, myself, I've also been involved in this kind of sense. For example, in Kenya, we have always wanted to have a policy. Um, I mean, we take it to the people. They say, yeah, we're looking at it. But 10 years later, mm-hmm. we had, <laughs> I mean, we you can say we have made some strides. In, in fact, like in terms of um, popularizing organic, so people are still starting to talk about it. But in terms of policy, yeah. nothing has been, uh, been able to be made up yet. So maybe you can also give us an update, like what is the status of organic in Nigeria? Is there um, a policy, for example, that guides organic or is still an informal um, sector where, you know, people are interested in organic sort of come together? Is there like an an underlying legislation that uh, guides organic? Um, At the moment, uh, no. Mm -hmm. Um, What the national body is trying to do is actually push some... um, bills um you know recommendation to the legislature on the importance of organic farming and also by extension regulations that can come in into you know streamlining who organic farmers are what organic inputs are and things like that um that um is a continuous conversation uh with the with the national government Uh, we have the national body taking on this um strike uh, in terms of policy, um, I can see in some of the po- po- policy formulations by the government the encouragement mm. of the use of uh, organic inputs. Uh, but then, um, uh, like for instance, there's a policy that insists that, okay, for any of the major government um, projects, uh, there should be an infusion of um, organic fertilizers, yeah. uh, but uh, not made compulsory, but um, recommended. Yeah. Well, at least that's, that's a good starting point, true, true. I would say. <laughs> so uh, again, the, there's a current bill, uh, I think, uh, currently that has been passed to the House for, for consideration. Yeah. At this point in time, I don't know how far that has gone, but I'm aware that uh, such is being put uh, in place. Mm. And one thing I'd like to say, uh, you know, to, to be very, very sincere, um, policies most of the times are driven by movements, mm. um, are driven by the call by the people that they, they want the solution. For. Yeah. And um, we, we are still struggling um, in terms of advocacy, mm. you know, getting the message across to even the consumers yeah. uh, that, okay, well, this is something that you need to fight for. This is something that um, you need to re- request for. Yeah. Once that movement now grows, the government will not have any choice but to look in that direction mm. if they are not prioritizing that now. So what we have decided to do is, you know, take a step back and begin to sensitize 
the consumers, the the polity that okay, well, yeah. healthy living is is essential. Yeah. So from, from that angle, um, you need to be requesting for or at, or at the very least have a choice mm. of organic food. If you want to take organic food, it should be readily available for you. Yeah. Uh, if you now choose not to, that's another conversation or uh, on uh, that's another conversation. But that choice has to be made available and sacrosanct to mm. you. Yeah. Because if you have decided to make that choice to go into organic, you should be able to have a quality system that will also guarantee your access to that kind of food as well. It's 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 a complex situation, but uh, one that we are trying our best to try to uh, address at all level, state yeah. level, um, national, and also um, even at the, at the grassroots itself. Mm. Um. So you mentioned a little bit earlier about um, you, you guys trying to implement um, uh, PGS system. So yes. uh, in terms of certification, how does it work? So are there like private entities that try to certify farmers? And so, for example, from an, a consumer perspective, how how do they know that a certain product is organic? Is there like a mark that um, a consumer can look at, like a local certification mark that a consumer wants to buy organic products can look at and say, hey, yeah, this product's actually organic. Uh, yes, in fact, that, that's that's one of the core activities of the um, association. Mm. Uh, and uh, that is to actually, you know, provide some level of quality assurance uh, to the consumers that members of this association mm. uh, produce either naturally or organically. Yeah. So um, there is a label um, for PGS certification that is um, awarded to farmers or farmer groups that have met the standards uh, yeah. as defined in uh, the national stand. We have um, um, we have the association standard that has been drawn from IFO one. Yeah. Uh, so the standards also serve as a standard, of course, with the local content also added, um, serves as the standard that we follow within the association. And our members um, advise also follow the standards. So it is based on the standards that um, certification is being done. Yeah. And drilling down based on the locality uh, as well. So that's why it's, 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 very, um, it's very important for us to have at the, at the group level yeah. what we call farmer's pledge. So in that farmer's pledge, there are groups of, um, uh, there are rules and, you know, there are rules, penalties and things like that that are defined within the farmer's pledge that a farmer or each farmer has to sign that they are going to abide uh, with. And um, this is drawn again from the general um, standard mm. as well. So, um, and the level of certification is such that at the group level, once they do the participatory certification, yeah, uh, the state level comes in to audit, you know, unannounced, yeah, <laughs> you know, audit any of those farms, yeah, and give a report back to the national, and the national can come to any of the audited or uh, any of the certified groups within the state unannounced mm. to verify that okay, well, um, and they, they choose they choose the farms randomly, yeah. To verify that, okay, truly, yes, uh, going by the report submitted by the state level, that, okay, yes, truly, 
these uh, sample farms have uh, met with the requirement as so set at the national level. Yeah. So that's the level of um, you know certification we have, and the fact that we intend to integrate the consumers mm. in the PGS certification as well, at least at the group level, it now becomes an automatic assurance for them. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. It now becomes an automatic assurance for them yeah. being part of that process of certification and mm. also being part of the setting of the rules as well. Yeah. Yeah, so um, the customers can decide, okay, well, this is how we want um, a particular type of crop to be grown based on our own peculiarities in the states or in this local government. Yeah. So we all come together and look through it and say, okay, well, this is doable, this is not doable based on the standards. And then we agree that this is the local law mm. that we are going to be um, taking on as our own law. But of course, as I mentioned, it must not. It must still be within the framework of the national, um, the the national standards yeah. as well. Yeah. So that's 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 what we are working on. It's not completed yet, but that's that's uh, where we see ourselves in a couple of months from now. Mm. You touched about them. I think the most important people, organic farmers. Um, yeah. How like when you are talking with them, for example, you are visiting them for certification. Um, or, you know, you're sending them extension workers to sort of support them in what they're doing. How is their energy? How are you reading their energy? Are they sort of enthusiastic about organic or, you know, are other farmers, for example, enthusiastic to join such a kind of a PGS system? What is like, what is their feel? Are they, are, sorry, are they seeing it as a burden? You know, these are some of the things that we have to do. <laughs> what is, what is their energy? How do you feel their energy from them? All right. Um, thank you very much for the question. Now, first of all, uh, you know, um, organic production itself is about passion. Mm. Uh, first of all, uh, yeah. yes, you you want to feel a need, and um, once you have that that desire, um, yeah. you would want to seek knowledge. You would want to ensure that um, your produce is as what it's supposed to be. So mm. we have. Um, those that came into organic agriculture consciously, yeah. you know, having that energy level. And it's that energy level that has sustained them till day. Because for now, um, the way we are practicing agriculture, organic agriculture is not profitable for us because mm. the ecosystem is not, you know, um, it is not rife enough. Yeah. You know, the, ma the market is not matured enough. Yeah. Uh, so you have these groups of farmers that are going all out, you know, putting in all their energy uh, because it is a, a mission for them mm -hmm. to ensure that they provide healthy, healthy food. And um, for those kind of farmers, there's a lot of energy, good energy and good vibes from them. Yeah. And um, we try to draft them into committees, mm -hmm. you know, to also um, take advantage of that drive in building that ecosystem. Yeah. So we have um, quite a number of them in production committee, uh, in marketing committee, you know, things like that, helping build that ecosystem. And then on the other hand, uh, we have the conventional farmers who, of course, are in the majority. Yeah. Um, uh, we have some of them, they really do understand what organic agriculture is about. Yeah. 
Yeah. Some of them desire to practice organic agriculture, yeah. but because of the profitability, you know, mm. attached to it, um, and the fact that uh, they don't, quite a number of them don't have that patience. Yeah. So yeah. they just want to come in, make their money, and continue to make their money. Organic requires a lot of patience um, yeah. before you sure. can begin to reap the benefits. So um, quite a number of them, despite their interest in organic farming, mm. uh, are more in tune to conventional because conventional gives them instant instant um, results, yeah. which is actually short-lived. Mm. Yeah. yeah, which is actually short-lived. They, they are aware. So we are working with these groups of farmers as well, you know, yeah. trying to first of all demonstrate to them that um, organic farming can be profitable. So that's why we, we are we are bent on creating that ecosystem first of all mm. that will allow easy integration of other farmers as well and uh, we have also designed in the certification process um, a, a way for for farmers to migrate mm. from where they currently are and then slowly but gradually into organic certification what do I mean by that so if you have an organic, a natural farmer, all right, yeah, yeah. you know, that is not applying agrochemicals, but it is he is still or she is still yet to conform with the principles of organic agriculture. Yeah, we we want to design a label that certifies our farm as such, mm. and then give a kind of a reward system. Yeah, that allows them to migrate into that level of now being, you know, fully or substantially organic. Yeah. Meanwhile, their market, their their produce will be sold in the market, but not mm. as organic. Yeah. But uh, as maybe a label that says, okay, this is natural. Yeah. So um, we, we are trying to create that system that encourages the easy movement mm. of these different types of farmers into the system. Because truly, um, you need the critical mass to really be able to, to make this work. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's that's very much true. Um, it's it's never easy trying to build up a market from scratch. I mean, you you yes. really need to have a lot of people who are passionate about it and understands exactly. what is the vision, where actually we are going for it to be able to mm -hmm. sustain into the long run. Also, on the other yes. side of um, yeah, important actors, we also have consumers. What is um yes. what is their feel around because back in back in Kenya right now the notion at least we try to build is that yeah we have a younger generation who are interested into healthy eating for example there is a growing middle class where who of people who are interested about organic or who have the capacity to pay for organic all this kind of stuff mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um yeah so back in Nigeria how is how is the market also shaping up is it similar circumstances or what are some of the differences do you see Okay, um, I, I will I will zoom in on on Lagos. Um, mm. you know, Lagos is a metropolitan at the same time a, a, cosmo, a cosmopolitan state. So mm. you have different people from different nationality and ethnicity uh, living in in Lagos, and quite a number of them are actually you know middle class, yeah. um, especially in certain in certain areas, and are very aware of of um healthy living yeah. and healthy eating fortunately for us um we don't have problem accessing those 
consumers. The challenge we have, mm. however, is feeling the need of these uh, consumers in terms of you know access, easy mm. access to to um, organic organic right. food. Mm. So what we try to do is is draw on that um, draw on that uh, target market. Yeah. Um, focusing on them and also trying to educate them further that okay well um this is what the association is about and this is what we can do for you in terms of access to to food mm. uh, organic food yeah to yeah. be precise so um uh, we we still yes the quite a number of them are aware but uh, we still need to push for that mm. um to to broaden the to to broaden to broaden that market size, yeah. we have still not reached enough. Um, if I can just put a, a figure to it, I would say we are only talking to about uh, maybe three to four percent mm. of those kind of consumers. Meanwhile, mm. there are much more of them out there. The institutions, the hospitals, mm. uh, the wellness uh, wellness uh, practitioners, we have them. We have the wellness practitioners now in our midst. Yeah. So um, just uh, I think a couple of um, days ago, uh, weeks ago, we concluded that we were part of um, a, a webinar, a wellness webinar that yeah. lasted for, I think, about a week. Mm. So um, we were invited to also talk about organic agriculture. Yeah. And if you see the, the questions that were asked, the energy mm. that was in the room, people requesting for, okay, how do we now get this? Where can we get this? Of course, not minding the price, yeah, uh, so to say. But even with the price, we still try to be um, uh, conservative. What do I mean by that? Uh, we want to reach um, more markets. Uh, yeah. We don't want prices to be a barrier. Yeah. Um, we You have some people that are genuinely interested in organic produce, but because of the price, mm. um, quite a number of them you know, just uh, step back. Yeah. And you know, make do with what they have. So we are very aware of that, and trying to create some kind of balance mm. uh, where price will not be too much of an issue or a barrier to mm. them accessing the organic food. So generally, in terms of the energy from the consumer side, yes, is is more. Yeah. It's um, impressive, but we still are not stopping at that. We want to, you know get to more consumers and drive that movement as well. Because I believe, my team and I believe that it is when the consumers make so much noise yeah. that the policymakers now begin to listen that, okay, yes, these people are agitating for this. So let's put policies in place. Let's put infrastructure and support mm. in place to so allow them access what they want, at least even if it is as a matter of choice. Yeah. Because... All of these things still boils down to, okay, well, yes, um, I'm educated enough to understand what organic is, but um, do I really care about it? Do I really want to? Mm. So it still boils down to, to choice. Yeah. But that access, we want to create it. Yeah, true. I, I definitely agree. A consumer has um, a really, really huge role to play. For example, if you go to a supermarket, you pick an organic product, that is actually a signal you're sending to organic farmers, hey, your products are actually needed in the marketplace. So exactly. can you produce more of this? So maybe exactly. then the farmers can say, hey, yeah, we see a market here so we can produce the product. And that's how you um, you form a broader coalition of farmers who are producing more. And then 
um, all that cycle continues and then you have now an oasis of um, people who are really consuming organic. So I think that mm-hmm. is, that is yeah. you, I think you definitely are on, on the right path um, from Thank that you. angle. Um, yeah, so as, so I'm, I'm trying to see here as an, an investor, for example, as a, a person who wants to, you know, um, has an interest to sort of come into Nigeria and invest um, his money or her money into organic farming. Where do you see opportunities that this person may want to put their money on? Okay. Um, the markets uh, linkages. Uh, what mm. do I mean by that? Um, right now, as we know, yeah, uh, the production and the supplies are not matched mm. at all. Um, you have the demand actually being more than the supply. Uh, But then even with the little supply that is coming up, um, it's not well, well channeled. Mm. So um, for such an investor, I would advise that he focuses on creating an infrastructure that allows the connect between this farmers and the the buyers like for instance maybe having a food hub mm. in the city investing in, in 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 a food hub in the city in the city that allows the farmers you know bring their produce sell their produce yeah. or he of takes the produce you know stores or creates an infrastructure that allows um for post harvest handling yeah and then um, the consumers comes knowing that okay, this is almost a one-stop shop for organic products, yeah. food, cosmetics, um, you know, the, anything that has to do with organic. Yeah. So more like creating a hub. Mm, yeah, yeah, I see. That would be a perfect thing. That's why I say okay, well, focusing on the market linkage. Mm. The association, you know, we want to facilitate something like that, but we cannot build something like that, at least mm. not for now. So if investors are coming in, yeah. um, just creating that system that allows those linkages. Nice. This, yeah. in, turn, this in turn will now um, encourage capacity building of the farmers to be able to meet mm. the demand and with the quality specification because yes, organic is organic, but then again, there are still quality requirements as well. Yeah. In terms of size, in terms of appearance and things mm. like that. Yeah. It's still it's still a requirement when you are speaking with um consumers or when you're talking to supermarkets as well. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. So I would see that that area. Yeah. Definitely looks like there's a good opportunity there to yeah, yeah for someone to sort of invest and try to see what kind of returns that they can um, be able to get from it. So as we finish finish up uh, this particular conversation, maybe you have last message maybe to yeah different stakeholders from the organic movement from your own perspective. What are, you have like a, a message that you always want to s- send to different stakeholders? Okay, in Nigeria? Yeah, Nigeria across the world. <laughs> okay, all right. Um... Uh, organic organic farming or organic agriculture generally for me is is a way of life mm. and um, of course the business element is one of the things that makes it sustainable mm. the business element uh, being 
um, a social a, a social venture, not a um, not a capitalist in nature. Mm-hmm. Um, a social venture that actually encourages a building in ecosystem uh, industry. And as um as the trend is now in the whole world, yeah. you see a lot of people tending towards um organic organic food, yeah. organic um, cosmetics, mm. even organic organic ways. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I haven't realized the, the benefits of, of having that. So I would say it's it's a journey, um, especially for those of us in in Africa. Mm. Uh, we have the potential to actually do feel, feed the world, yeah. and we have the potential to, to feed the world good food. Yeah, I will add to that. Yes, mm. we have that enormous potential. So, um, this is an opportunity for us to come together as Africans, yeah. um, as Kenyans, Nigerians in our different localities, and also to foster development at the community level. Yeah, looking at the big picture. But fostering development at the community level, at the grassroots level. Um, so I, I call on the consumers because for me, I believe consumers is actually the push. Yeah. That's where the push starts from. Yeah. Um, for the consumers uh, to to support the farmers in 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 growing organic. Yeah. Um, for the government to provide policies, infrastructures. Um, that actually encourages the the growth of the organic industry yeah. and um, investors as well um, to really not all the time focus on the bottom line, but also the social impact mm. that their investment can have on the communities, different communities and the environment as well. Mm. And um, uh, this very important component that, you know, oftentimes is left out is a, uh, research and development. Mm. Um, uh, There's a serious disconnect between researchers and what is happening on the field. I know that for sure in Nigeria. Yeah. Um, We need that synergy. Organic agriculture is knowledge intense. Mm. Um, An an average organic farmer is a researcher. That's (laughs) because you need to find out, okay, what works well, what doesn't work well, what kind of environment you have, uh, what kind of insects you have within your environment and all of those things that, mm. you know, it's it can be energy sapping. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so if, if we have, you know, uh, support systems, support systems in terms of uh, good access to knowledge, mm. you know, that has been verified by different research, then we can focus more on production rather than research as farmers. Yeah. So <laughs> we, we, we really, I uh, will be calling on the research research and development um, um, actors to really, you know, connect. There are several researches that have been done, but quite a number of these researches are not connected to to realities or our realities as farmers. Mm. So um, I will encourage um, them to work with us more to be able to provide solutions uh, for us, innovative innovative, um, solutions. Yeah, Yeah. that's my message for, for them. Yeah, I think that's a, that's a powerful message. Or uh, for us, in fact, to move forward, we we have to create that um, synergy as well as you know partnership that with people like-minded individuals, people who we think we share similar values, so that we can also make you know huge progress and huge strides forward. So I think that's 
yeah. that's, a, that's a message that is um very well um taken so yeah, yeah i like uh i like to thank you very much for yeah creating this time and then for sharing with us your insights <laughs> such a uh, deep knowledge and um yeah insights about um the organic sector an overview really i mean we couldn't touch everything but this gives us yes. um, an overview of um, at least what's happening there and then yeah yeah so i mean someone who listened to this conversation will have a better understanding than before they listen to this conversation so i think they will find it to be very very valuable information so again thank you very much for joining me in the podcast Yeah, thank you very much again, Guy. Uh, it's also been a pleasure, you know, having to have this conversation with you. And uh, I think it's it's a very important that this conversation keeps on going. Yeah. You know, from time to time we need to talk to speak with each other mm-hmm. on, you know, developments across board and also learn from from each other as well. Yeah. Thank you very much for for this opportunity. And um I'm I'm looking to working with you at some point uh, as yeah. well. Definitely, yeah. definitely. Can't wait. All right. Thank you.